We have been in a series called Always Winning and um, got at least some more for tonight to cover. You know, sometimes when I start these things, I just have little parts that uh, as it goes on and uh, at the beginning, I'll, you know, different parts that will come to me, like I'll touch those, but I don't always touch all of them. It just depends. It just uh, seems, but there's some things that, you know, I hadn't touched yet and I felt like I should. We're not done. Um, and so we're going to spend some time on that tonight. Second Corinthians 2.14, all the rest of the messages are available online at different places where we publish those. Second Corinthians 2 verse 14, it says, Now thanks be to God. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there, but um, I won't turn to every verse. You can turn there and then uh, go into another verse here in a bit. Second Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Now thanks be to God, praise be to God, who always leads us in triumph. Always. He always, what? Leads us in triumph in Christ. He always causes us to win, you could say. In the, in the voice translation, it, it says, Yet I am so thankful to God who always marches us to victory under the banner of the of the anointed one. He's marching us to victory. Somebody said, well, it seems like I'm going on a weird path to victory. Well, that's all right. Don't get down because of that. Just know you're headed to victory. Don't get on. It says he always is marching us to victory. He, he always marches us to victory. So if, if you're marching, just know that you're headed toward victory. Don't let the, you know, the, um, the scenery throw you. You know, and when you're little and you're uh, in, you don't know direction as much and don't know streets and whatever, you know, you could be somewhere and your parents are driving you and especially if you're on a trip and where are we? I don't, I don't recognize this. Well, hopefully they know where they are with a human. They may not know, but with God, he knows. He knows exactly where you know you are. Of course, he knows where he is. He knows where you are in time and space. And just because you don't necessarily understand, he understands. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad we have a good heavenly father? Aren't you glad uh, he knows everything and he knows then from the beginning? He knows what's around the corner. We don't. We can only see with our natural eyes. But, but if we're uh, smart... We'll look at more than that, and we'll, we'll look with our heart. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, see, faith um, is the, the eye that you see with that is beyond what you can see physically. With the eye of faith, you can see beyond what is physically present, what is physically discernible. And that's the way we're supposed to walk as Christians is by faith. We're not made just to walk by sight. Unbelievers walk by sight. But you and I as Christians, we're supposed to walk by faith. That means you can see things that you can't see in the natural, but you can see things and they're just as discernible as the natural things. They're discernible by faith. What does that mean? They're discernible by what God says. That means God said it. 
then it's true whether you can see it or not. There's revelation here. You know, going back to if you're if you're riding with somebody in a place you've never been, you know, whether it was your parents or whether it's somebody, and they say, "You watch right up here. You watch. You're, you're going to see this view up here." Well, if you've never been there, you can't see it. But if you trust the person you're with, you know, and if you're going to somebody, someplace really cool, you're, you, it's going to change the way you're looking at stuff. It's going to change your inside. I remember when we went to Colorado, you know, I'm from Nebraska. And so, you know, to the west, uh, a ways you drive, like I was from eastern Nebraska, so all, Omaha's all the way on the east side. And then um, you go all the way across Nebraska, really boring drive on I-80 if you've ever done it. A lot of cornfields on left and right. But you keep going, you go into Colorado, eventually hit the Rocky Mountains. If you've never seen them, they're a sight to behold. And we have, you know, White Mountains, Green Mountains here, but they're not the Rockies. The Rockies are much, much bigger. I remember coming in there near Denver, and and I remember uh, us talking about it because you come in there, and uh, the mountains are so big there, it looks like they're just right there. Like it's, and they're, they're 60 miles away you know, tens of miles away, and they just look like they're right there, but they're so big, you just keep going, and they're still there, and you keep going, they're still there, and you go, and then, okay, there they are. Well, you know, we knew we were going to be seeing the mountains, but, you know, previously, we're driving along the plains. In Nebraska, all you're seeing is cornfield, and, you know, you look at down the cornfield roads, you ever driven by corn, and you can just, you see it going by, and, you know, we would just watch those things as you see the rows go by. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, as a kid, you're just watching them, and it's, you can just, that can entertain you for a while as a kid. But you're going to get to the mountains, you're going to see, well, we had never seen the mountains before. You're going to see them. Well, I mean, I've seen a picture, but I've never seen them face to face. Well... If I believe, if I believe something, I, I'm, I'm seeing beyond what I can actually see. I'm, I'm trying to imagine, what's this going to look like? And then you finally do see it. Well, they were there all along. As I'm going down the road, they were always there. This isn't in my, I'm not, I'm not to what I'm going to say tonight yet, but we're, we're going along the road and there's things we can't see, but if you look with the eye of faith by God's word, you're going to see past what you can see. And, and it's exciting if you'll, if you'll look with the eye of faith. If you take God at his word, then you can be uh, experiencing joy right now, even though you don't see anything, even though your eyes are, are it, they, the circumstance may not be good. We are meant to walk with, by something more than what we can see as Christians. And we're totally missing it if we don't do that. We're totally missing it if we're just kind of waiting and going, well, okay, I'll, uh, once I'm past it, then, then I'm good. No, there's something, a higher level to walk in. It's by the eye of faith. So you believe something, you believe before you see and so he said in the voice, it says, I'm so thankful who always marches God, thankful to God who always marches us to victory. He always is marching us to victory. And we started out saying, uh, it looks like I'm taking a weird path to victory. Don't be moved by what the scenery looks like because the scenery can change. <laughs> yeah. 
you got to see past the scenery that you're seeing now. If you just keep going, if you're on the path to victory, it's going to start looking like victory. But don't wait till it looks like victory to start believing that you're on the path to victory. In fact, in the middle of when you're on the plains, you got to be saying, no, I'm, I'm on the path to victory. We're, we're going to see it. You watch. Coming over the hill there, it's gonna, we're going to see it pretty soon. you got, you got to act like that. You, you have to act on that. You have to act on something more than your physical eyes if you're going to be in this faith life, if you're going to walk according to what God said. I mean, think about it. We... <laughs> We believe as Christians in an unseen God, and you're trusting him with your eternity. You're saying, I'm going to step off into eternity, and I'm going to be with him. Well, just because we're seeing something that's challenging in this world, what we have to say is, no, past this, it's fine. If we can seriously, see, I think we, we make light of it because it, it's off in the future, and we can't see it. So, oh, yeah, I trust God for my eternity. I'm saved. But what about this in front of me? This is a big deal. No, eternity is much bigger. The stakes are much higher. We're talking about living or dying forever. And if you believe that when you step off this earth, you're going to step in the arms of Jesus, if you can believe that, then you can believe that the other side of what you're facing is good. Yes. And here's another thought. You're going to be around forever. This life is really short, so eventually... You're going to be with God. Everything that's happening on this earth is just not that long, and it's not that big of a deal in light of eternity. So if we realize no matter what's going on on this earth, out here I'm going to be with God. So then if I back up to here, I can look at it with a different perspective, and I can say, well, I believe there's something good on the other side of this while I'm still walking here, let alone where I'm going to see in eternity. And so I can trust him. And I can come up and I, I can just be at peace knowing that he's marching me to victory. He's marching me to victory right now. He's marching me to victory right now. We may be going by some stuff. That doesn't mean he's leading us into a bunch of bad stuff and he's taking us uh, on a bad route. It just means we may be going through some stuff because there's a fallen world, but he's leading us out. Okay, you may be, it may look like there's a bunch of junk. No, he's not the author of, of bad things, but he's showing you out of it. You may be here, but he's go, he, if you'll just stay hooked up with him, he's, on, he's passing, uh, he's on the way in, in, to victory, and you may be passing this stuff, and it may look like it's worse to you, but just know he's taking you somewhere. He's not taking you through that on purpose. He's taking you out of the stuff if you'll hook up with him. So while you're going out, you may, may still see some stuff. But if we'll just hook up with him and just believe that, then we're going to be fine. Amen? 1 Corinthians 15, 57, or other kind of foundational verse. It says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us the victory. In the Young's literal translation, it says, And to God, thanks to Him who is giving us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. To Him who is giving us the victory. So He's giving us the victory now. Yes. Same thing. Right now, He's giving me the victory. Doesn't matter what I'm looking at, what's going by me. He's giving it to me. Watch. He's giving me the victory now. And if we'll take that perspective... 
and realize God is good. He's on the throne. He will never fail us. Then right now, no matter what, we can say, no, he's given it to me. Watch. It, he's given it to me. Yeah, I'd be maybe walking by some stuff. May, may not look like I'm going in the right direction, but he's given it to me. Watch. He's given me the victory. You say, who are you talking to? Yourself. Watch self. He's given me the victory. He's given us the victory. Watch it. Just watch it. You watch it. Self, it, we're gonna, this is going to be, we're going to be out ahead of this. We're going to be far. We're going to be past this. Because life is just a series of things that, man, if you wait for everything to be perfect <laughs> before you're going to start believing, it, you're going to be just in, in a neutral. You're going to be stuck your whole life. Well, I'll, you know, once I get past this, then it's okay. Then I can just relax. Man, you'll be uptight about something your whole life. Don't do that. All right, let's look at 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Let's read this again, the New King James. We're going to read it in a few other versions. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So we walk in this flesh, but we're not warring according to this flesh. We're not going by what we just see. There is more to it than this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or natural, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Five, Verse 5, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In the Amplified Classic, it says, For though we walk or live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God to the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and every purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. In the message... It says, the world is unprincipled. It's dog-eat-dog dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way, never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entirely massively corrupt culture. Now, you know, it, this, these verses are really, uh, one aspect of it are, are talking about thoughts and um, ideas and reasonings that are against the truth of God's word in, in any area. And, it, and it's talking about people's uh, perception of God and, and getting them to see the truth. But of course, this has an application with our own mind in our own thoughts in our own, the things that assault the truth of God's word. So I just want to say it because that's really being brought out here, like in the message. Um, but this all applies to what we're thinking, which is what we're going to focus on tonight. It says we, 
We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Christ, our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. So we're going to read that again, and we're going to read another version. But I, I want to stop here and just say the, the, this is talking about what we think and thoughts, thoughts that people have about God. But that, of course, if it's talking, if it, if it's, if it applies in the aggregate, if it applies to people in general thinking things, it certainly applies to us individually, which we've seen it apply like that and, and made that application. But, but it, it's. Anything that is affecting humanity, thoughts that aren't of God, when people accept those is why humanity is in the mess it's in. And so uh, those thought, those start with individuals, and so we can apply this back to us. So we, we have the opportunity, the ability to control what goes on in our minds. And this is talking specifically about taking down anything that would contradict what God says in any capacity. Because if any thought or any idea that contradicts what God says, by definition, is wrong. God is truth. Everything He says is truth. So anything that contradicts what He said is wrong. And we have to take any thought that contradicts what he said, and we have to refute it. We have to do something with it. We can't just let it float through our minds, and then we certainly can't let it take root. So we're talking about always winning. We're talking about marching always on to victory. We read scriptures that said he always marches us to victory. He always leads us into triumph. He gives us the victory. He is giving us the victory. So in what we're talking about tonight in this context, anything that would tell us anything that contradicts that and any, so in other words, anything that tells you in any way, shape or form that he's not leading you to victory, that you're not going to make it, that you're not going to win, we have to do something with it. We have to push back on it. We have to refute it in some way. Otherwise, it's going to affect where we go. Number one, we know if it contradicts what God says, it's wrong. But it's not enough to know it's wrong and then let it bounce around in your head. It's not, it's not acceptable for us to let things that contradict God's word stay in our mind. Because they will do much more than just exist there. What we think on is going to determine where we go. And so if we are, if God, God says he's leading us in triumph, he's marching us to victory, 
if we start letting thoughts that would start to creep in saying, yeah, that's, that's nice, that's a good verse, but that's not where you're going. And here's why. Because this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening, and so you're not headed there. Could be very subtle, just not even that, you know, plain. It's just, well, why? How? Why isn't this happening? And, and the, the essence, if you analyze it, if you strip the noise away, what it's saying is, oh, no, not for you, not now. You're not going over. You're not winning. Well, that would fall into this category of something that exalt, is exalting itself against the truth of God and saying God's wrong. That's very subtle. Well, sure, I know that in general, but obviously <laughs> not going to happen now. Okay, that's a thought. Every thought that comes through our minds, we have to know is not necessarily generated within our minds, and the source of it at its very origin may have not been generated in your mind to begin with. It could have been directly, you could be directly influenced by some spiritual, like a, an evil spiritual force, but it could have come from, a, you could have read something that implanted that thought into your head, but that the introduction of that thought into whoever's mind that wrote that was, if it, it contradicts God's word, it was originally from Satan. And so it's very prevalent, and these things creep in, and you have a thought come by your head. And what we need to ask is, who said that? You don't just let a thought that challenges the truth of God's word, and we're talking about winning. We're talking about being on the path of victory. You have a thought that's like, there's no way, or this is going to, or just a thought in a picture of the stuff going wrong and going south or not working. We can't just let that exist. We, it, that, if it's contradicting what God said, we have to do something with it. In fact, we're told to do something with it. We're told to take those thoughts and do something on purpose with it. And that's what it's saying here. Let's look at what we were reading in the message. If we look at uh, where it says we use our powerful God tools, that part, we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. Fit it, Fit, listen, I like, this is why I included this part, or including uh, it in this, this uh, version in here. Fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life, life shaped by Christ. Every loose thought and emotion, impulse, everything that comes across our, our mind is not true. It may feel true. And when you're under pressure, you... Just a thought can pop in. You know, I wonder if that person meant this. You are not obligated to entertain that thought. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Good. Who are we talking to? Well, I mean, I mean, it's almost like there's something presented that we are obligated to investigate. 
What if this happened to so-and-so? What would you do? Hmm, I, don't, you don't have to go down that path. You can stop right there and say, no, that will not happen. I rebuke that th thought. Shut up and leave. You don't have to think about it. That's what it's saying. You don't, just because a loose thought comes drifting through your mind does not mean you sit there and say, that would be horrible. What if this happens? What if, what if these people are doing this and this? Where did that come from? What if? And then you're, you're going, you don't, you don't have any evidence to support that. And if that happened, you're, that means demise for you. Yet you could sit there and be thinking about it for 25 minutes and creating a whole reality, quote unquote, a whole scenario of what your world would look like if you went there. That's not okay. We're just being played at that point. We're being pushed. And if God's leading us, he said, oh, I'm marching you to victory. And you start thinking, yeah, but what if this happened? You're just, you're just creating this thing. I don't know. Look at uh, the Phillips translation. It says, the truth is that although, of course, we lead normal human lives, the battle we are fighting is on the spiritual level. So we have to know we are spirit beings and we have a mind. But what goes on in our mind will determine the direction we head. Our thoughts are going to determine where we go. In other words, you can have truth that has been fed to your spirit and your spirit is born again and your spirit is alive to God, but if you start thinking on the wrong thing and entertaining the wrong thoughts, your life will start following that, and eventually your beliefs are going to start following that, and your actions are going to start following that. And if, that, if they're contradictory to God's word, then you're going in the wrong direction. And this is how people can be detoured from God's plan and God's victory is they start thinking on the wrong thing and they start entertaining the wrong thing and they start meditating on wrong scenarios until they're convinced that's what's going to happen. And so we, we have to be conscious. There is a spiritual reality. It says the very weapons we use are not those of human warfare, but powerful in God's warfare for the destruction of the enemy strongholds. Talking about in the mind. Our battle is to bring down every deceptive fantasy and every imposing defense. This guy's English, that's why it's spelled like that. That men erect against the true knowledge of God. We even fight to capture every thought until it acknowledges the authority of Christ. We fight, it says we fight to capture every thought until it acknowledges the authority of Christ. That means we make thoughts bow to God's truth. If it isn't true according to God, then in what God has said in his word and what he said to us, then we must make it bow. It has to be taken, that's what taken captive means. It means it has to be pushed into the right place. And, and that means a lot of times if it's wrong, you reject it and say, no, but you need to do something. You can't go 
by and you let it go unchecked and bounce around in your head. Because that has consequences, that'll lead you in the wrong direction. It'll cause, dis it'll cause anxiety and depression and fear. It'll cause you to make bad decisions. It'll cause you to, to perceive situations incorrectly. It'll cause you to see situations with an eye of defeat instead of an eye of victory. Because you're looking at the wrong thing. So we, we're talking about winning. We're talking about always winning. We win on the inside before we win on the outside. And the battle, a primary battle, is in our mind, in our mind for our thoughts. Because if Satan, if he can get you to think on the wrong thing, then he can derail you. What you think on is the direction you're going to go without fail. If we just think on something, eventually we're going to believe it and eventually we're going to act on it. So strongholds exist in people's thinkings because they've let certain thoughts stay in their mind for a period of time, long period of time, and they start thinking that way, and they start believing that way, and so they're what we would call a stronghold is there in their thinking, in their mind. And the way to get rid of those things and to break out of those things is to put God's truth on the throne and meditate on what he said in spite of anything else and say, no, God said this. So a thought comes in, it's contradictory. What did God say about it? If he, in, if he said, no, I'm going to win all the time, I will win, he's leading me on the path uh, to victory, then anything that would contradict that in any way, in any form, in any fashion, I have to be aware and I have to be on guard and I have to do something with those thoughts lest they take root and push me off. And if I'm aware, then I, if I'm aware and, I, I, and I'm, I'm on guard about things, then, then I'll, I'll recognize things earlier. One guy said one time, you have to have a bouncer where your thoughts are concerned. It's like you have a bouncer. Anybody know what I'm talking about with the bouncer? You know, big guy at the door. That somebody tries to get through that's not supposed to be there, uh-uh. That's what we need at the gateway of our mind. Something comes through that's not supposed to be there, we need to say, no. No, you're not coming in here. No, I'm not going to let that bounce around. Yeah, but it just feels so real. It feels like it's kicking the door down, and I can't help but think about it. That's not true. I said, that is not true. That... That, it, it's just there, and it feels like I don't have a choice. You and I, we have control of our mind. Our mind is our mind. And we can control it. We may have thought about it so long that it feels like we can't control it, 
But that's not true. It's like every other place in our lives. It might feel like some habit is just uncontrollable, but there was a time when it, was, it wasn't like that. And so what we have to do is take it back and say no. And you might have to push off something 100 times in 30 minutes. It just keeps coming, and you're like, but I thought I pushed that away. Oh, it just keeps coming. But you can resist. You can say no. You can say, oh, no, that's not in my mind. We, if we don't exercise our authority in our mind, we will not be able to exercise our authority anywhere else. If we don't exercise our authority in what goes on in our mind, we will not be able to exercise our authority out here in the world. Because we will be crippled by what is going on in our head. And if we don't step up and say, no, I will not think on that. No, that will not happen. No, I'm not going to entertain that thought. Then we will be subject to what the, that thought is bringing in our minds. And that can derail us from the authority that God wants us to walk in. But it's because we didn't exercise the authority at the gate of our mind. And we have that authority to do that. And don't let Satan did, uh, convince you that you don't have it. That you don't have that authority and you don't have the capability. Don't say, it just feels like I, I can't help it. That's a lie. We can say no, no more. No, I'm not yielding to that. No, I will win. No, I am being led on the path to victory. And no, you will not stop me. Because the tactic of trying to get you to think about these things is exactly the tactic to get you off. That is, that is the play to push you off. As long as Satan can hold you in the area of reason, he will defeat you in every battle in the world. But if you will hold him in the area of faith, you'll defeat him in every battle. And this is exactly what's gone on in the world. You're not doing hand-to-hand combat with Satan personally, but in the world, there has been thoughts and ideas put into the world, and when people accept those thoughts and they accept those ideas, they become bound by them. And so they're pushed in directions, and they're pushed in ways in the world, and 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 overtaken by those things. But we don't have to go down those paths. You don't have to listen to natural reasoning. If Satan can keep you in the realm 
of reason and start getting you to try to think it out and try to get you to see what you can see and not see and say in like we're talking about it looks like you know God said that I'm always winning but I can't see and where about this and this and this and and start getting you into trying to just in the mental realm analyze and figure it out he will defeat you because you're not smart enough and I'm not smart enough to deal with that because he's way smarter than you or I are in the natural. And he's been around for many more years than any of us have. That's not to put him on a pedestal. Satan is de a defeated foe. He is, not, he is not God. He's not omniscient. But he's smarter than you or I in the natural than we are. And so if you try to, if, if, he, if you yield into the mental realm and start yielding to, to thoughts about your situation or what you can see, He'll, he'll have you tied up in knots, and he'll destroy you. He's trying to get you to go away with, from what God said. But if you'll take those thoughts and say, I don't know about that, and I don't understand maybe these things, but you, you shoot them down anyway and just go back to what God said and keep it there. Say, I don't know. There might be, you don't have to answer every question. You don't have to, you don't have to reason everything out. But if you'll just say, God said this. He said he's leading me to victory. He said I can overcome. He said I'm healed. He said he meets all my needs. He said I can walk in love. Whatever it is, you, you say, no, I am on the way to victory, period. And you just stay there. And anything that contradicts that, you put down and you stay there. Then you'll win because you are saying God's words and staying with him. And Satan has no way to assail that. And that's why our thoughts are so important. He'll try to interject things into your mind to get you off track. But if we'll just look, if we'll control what's coming in, take our authority in what's coming in, and so say, no, I refuse to think about that. No, I refuse to entertain that. No, I refuse to even go down that line of thinking and bouncing it around in my head because this is what I'll try to get. Just, just turn it around in your head a few times. Just what would it look like if you just, I mean, just think about it. Just think about it, you know, well, I, I know you're not going to think about it long, but just think about it for a little bit. That's the hook. Yep. You, know, you wouldn't just let somebody come into your, your house that, you know, look like a, comes up and they're a criminal, and you're like, eh, just let them walk around just, just, just for 10 seconds. No, 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 sorry. No, the door's closed. Go on down the road. Not doing that. Well, no, just, just let me in for a little. No, 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 we're not letting you in because you don't know what's going to happen after. No, no, we're shutting it down. We're not letting you in. And you do have authority to do that. No, you shut the door and you say, no, I'm not getting off this track. Well, there's no way you're going. There's no way you're going to win. That's not my problem. Shut the door. I'm staying with what God said. Yeah, but you should think about it. I mean, there's just no way. Think about it. No, no, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just going to say what God said because I don't have to know everything God knows. I just have to know God. And I have to know what he said about me, and I just have to stick to it. God's faithful. God's faith. See, Satan's trying to get you off of just being that simple and that stayed 
with what God, with what God has said. He'll try to get you to be more complicated. And when you get more complicated is where you get into trouble. So instead of doing that, just stick with God because God knows more than us. He's, he knows the end from the beginning. And so if we'll just stay there, if we'll just stay there and say, oh, no, I'm sticking with him. He knows. He knows. He knows what I need to do. And so I'm going to trust him and I'm going to go with him and I'm not going to let anything else push me off. Then you can't be defeated. You can't be defeated because you will truly be like, you're just following God. And he tries to plan a thought. You said, no, I'm not going to think about that. Oh, there's another thing. Yeah, but you should really, no, I'm not thinking about, yeah, but there's no way. Nobody has ever done this. And no, I don't care. I'm, I'm doing what God told me to do. Yes. And if you have to do that all day, what's the other option? Oh, well, okay, come in now. I've shut the door on you all day, but, you know, it's 630. I'm tired. Okay, come in. What? That, that could be bad. That could be a bad scenario in the natural, and it's a bad scenario with, with our minds. So we have to know, no, 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 I'm sticking with God. No, no, answer still no, and no, nope, no. Well, how, I don't care how. Well, yeah, but I, I don't care about that. Well, you, you don't know about this, and that. I don't care. I do know God, and so we're just going to stay here. I'm going on victory. Sure don't look like, I don't care what it looks like. La, 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 no, no, I'm just going forward. Nope, up, nope, nope. And that, you know what? La, la, you don't have to say la, la. You just say, praise God. Praise God. Oh, God's big. He's big. He's big. He's bigger than anything. That's praise is the release valve when you're under pressure. You, pre you praise God. You make a big of God. You, you know, you have these thoughts. Well, I don't say, no, I'm praising God. God is bigger. God is bigger. And if the thoughts persist, you just say it louder. God is bigger. You know, we, we come in and sing songs, worship songs. That's not just to do that out of ritual. That's to get our minds off all the junk we came in from and all together put our, our praise and our focus on God. We're supposed to say, God, I just trust you. I worship you. And that's to get your mind off this stuff so that you can receive what God is saying, the word of God. And you can do that at home. When the pressure is just beating on you or you're in your car or something, if you have to, you're, the, you know, you're, you're in your car and the windows are up, you can just say, no, I'm going over. No, I praise God. And it, the thoughts are that, no, you just praise God louder. You can praise God all the way home. You just say, no, in the face of it. No, God is good. He's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. Nope, I'm on the, I'm marching to victory. I'm march, I said I'm marching to victory. You just get louder. Thoughts get louder. You get louder. This is the release valve. Praise. You praise him. But those thoughts, see, your mind will shut up and listen to what your mouth is saying. Amen? Amen. Praise God.